Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and my transformational coach for the Patterns of Possibility. The Patterns of Possibility is all about helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. So in this video, I'm going to answer some questions about the subreddit of friendship advice. Questions I found in the subreddit of friendship advice. So I'm not a doctor, not a psychologist, I'm not a counselor, I'm, this is not medical advice, but I am a transformational coach who helps people build genuine connections. Done it for myself, I have lots of experience for, with that, and I'd like to share some of my experience here with some of the Redditors who posted. So, are you ready? Let's go. All right, let's jump into our first question. This question is annoying D&D. &D. Oh man, I don't know what D&D &D means, but we'll go with it. Um, my best friend, 23 and male, created a D&D, &D, ah, got it, okay. Dungeons and Dragons, man. I probably send my geek card right back. Um, annoying Dungeons and Dragons. I met my friend, 23 male, in a D&D &D game a few months back. I had never played it, and I started in the summer when there was not much going on. I didn't know just how extensive it'd be. Fast forward, and I'm kind of done with this game. I don't think I like D&D, &D, and I'm kind of tired of having to play every week or other week for a few hours. I want to say that I have a career and a life to focus on and that the game is way back on my priorities. <laughs> well, tell us how you really feel. Um, but for some reason, all my other friends continue catering to him and wanting to play the game. I don't know what to say to get out of it this time. My fiance gets upset with me because he knows I don't care about it and yet, I'm still dragged into it. Problem is, previously my best friend accused me of not caring and being too cold, which maybe is true because I'm constantly putting my job ahead of my personal relationships. So I don't want to further upset him. However, I don't want to continue on with this game. Well, um, 23 year old, guy I guess you're 23 but you Fred your best friend is 23 but I'm guessing you're in your 20s too I hope so early 20s so this is quite a situation of course it is one of those tough ones where your friendships are really tested right they're into something new and you're not so much into it for whatever reason you're you're tired of it you're bored of it and you want to move on with it, but you're afraid of hurting other people's feelings. It seems like you're walking on eggshells around you with people and their feelings, trying to make sure that you take care of them, making sure that they're not hurt in some way, even though you suffer. You don't know, you don't, you're thinking about that. You think maybe you'll suffer a lot more if they were mad at you. Maybe. That seems familiar to me, and I just that just jumps right out at me. That, that feeling of not wanting to upset anyone 
So then you have to change and you have to contort and you have to be someone you don't want to be. And every step you take trying to miss those eggshells, trying not to break them, builds more and more and more resentment within you that is going to explode. It's going to explode. You're going to go to this D&D game and you're going to flip over an entire table. You're like, my elf just died. Ah! And you flip over the table. I don't know. I don't know, you might not be mad for the elf, but there might be some reason to flip over this table and ruin the whole game and then probably really damage your relationships there too. You wanna be careful with that, that pressure, that anger, that resentment that you're building up. You gotta let that out. Letting it out is tough. It's much easier when you're overcome with some intense emotion, like anger, you really let your feelings about things come out because that anger will just drive you to do it. There's no stopping it. But when you're calm and you can push down those feelings, then you don't wanna let them out. But that's the time too. When you're in a calm state of mind, when you're able to communicate clearly and receive things clearly. I think it's worth telling your friend that you don't want to play Dungeons and Dragons because of XYZ and not think about their feelings. And I say that because you need to prioritize yours over theirs so that you can keep your friendship, so that you can keep it later on. They may be disappointed with the fact that you don't want to play. They may be excited that you don't want to play because you come in and you're a joy kill. You just don't like it. And so you're dragging yourself there and everybody can feel your energy and they just don't want to tell you. You don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. They don't want you to be there. Don't be there. Do something you enjoy. And then come with your friend. Join with your friend when you're doing something that you want to do. That's going to help your relationship a whole lot. It's going to take it to the next level. Anytime you step into something that's uncomfortable, it's going to take it to the next level. When you get through it, it will. Plus one, roll the die. I don't really know how Dungeons and Dragons work, but I used to play um, some role players like Final Fantasy. So I kind of know a little bit about role playing. But yeah, you're going to level up if you make this decision to talk to them. And really focus on your feelings, not theirs. Now, I don't mean to say that you need to be an asshole about it. You need to say, fuck the game and flip things over. Of course, I don't want you to take it to that level. I also don't want you to not notch it down either and say, just fuck you, I hate this game. You don't want to say anything like that. You don't want to say anything that is about them. You want to talk about the actions that are around it and you want to talk about how you feel about the actions. I feel like um, I don't feel invested in this game and I don't want to play anymore. Let's hang out another time. And if they try to guilt trip you, make sure you set that firm boundary and say, hey, I don't want to play this and I'll talk to you another time. If you cannot accept that, 
then we may not see each other as often. But set that clear boundary because I don't see how it benefits you in any way to continue playing. It doesn't. It doesn't really. It just makes you upset, makes your partner upset, and then soon your relationship is going to implode or explode because of all the resentment that you're building up. Heck, you might even hurt your partner with that resentment that comes out because it just comes out sometimes. And it's not directed at the person it should be or not directed properly. It can do some real damage. All right, I hope that this helps. Best of luck to you. All right, let's move on to the next one. Contact with former friend. My former best friend, we've been friends since high school and I haven't spoken in over a year. We've had an on and off relationship for years, for years, due to a lot of differences in opinions and agreements. She ghosted me at the end of the last stretch of the friendship and I told her that was it. I'm not playing her game. She'd brush me off, say we're done, then contact me months later to quote catch up, but really just to complain or gloat. And that I wasn't going to keep putting energy into something that obviously isn't working or what I wanted. I said, if we became friends again in the future, she had to make the first step and put in work too. Oddly, she never blocked me on either of her accounts like she usually would for usually would do for a month or so. I never received anything. Until today. This afternoon, I was informed my best friend in high school passed away this morning. We were all part of a group of friends in high school, so my former best friend knew her too. Although they haven't spoken in years, they weren't really friends, but they knew, they knew of her. Shortly before getting the information, the former best friend sent me a friend request. Something I know you need to go to someone's profile to do, or someone's friends list. When I went to my notifications, the request was removed. I'm debating sending her a message with a screen cap of the request that reads question mark, quote question mark, that's it. Or maybe even a why, quote why, possibly even quote what's this about. Part of me also wants to ignore it too. Is she just lurking or should I take it as an attempt to contact? I'm sure she'll claim it was an accident though. Yeah, thanks for the question. Oh, that question um, is something else. Um, is she just lurking? Uh, the situation as I see it is like you are both still kind of tangled and hooked together with each other. You are waiting, it seems like you're just waiting for her to respond to you, to talk to you. You're waiting for her to do it. And she almost did, and you kind of kind of looked at it and like, oh, it looks so tempting. It's an easy way to, to talk to her and blame it on her for trying to connect with me. You know that you set this boundary up, right? You said that you don't want to be their friend unless they make some real changes. But I'll bet if you didn't mention what those changes would be, what are those changes? And be specific about the changes that they need to make. Do they need to listen to you more often? 
They need to empathize with you. They need to validate you. They need to spend time with you. What is it that you weren't getting from this relationship that you think that you're going to get now? And how do you know it? What in behavior have you seen of hers that makes you think that it's worth trying to be a friend? I want you to look at that boundary that you set. Go back at it and think about why you put that up in the first place. Do you want to honor that boundary? I know that you've been friends for a very long time and it's so easy to fall back into a pattern of being with someone who you know just because and then the devil you do know is better than the devil you don't know because you don't know what's out there. You know what to expect with them. You know what you're going to get with them. You know how to behave with them. All those things that you know, it's scary to go into the unknown. But in this case, it's gonna help you grow. And I believe it's exactly what you want. You said that. You said you're done. You said you're done. So be done. Be done with it. Nothing in your relationship is going to change unless someone changes. So this is your song and dance. This is what you do. You fight, you break up, you kiss, you make up. Essentially, your fight, I'm not talking to you. Then you come back together. I'm not talking to you. Then you come back together. Here it is again. I'm not talking to you. But then you're going to come back together. You can stop that dead on. It seems like your friend is struggling with it as well. Your best, your ex-friend, they're struggling with it as well because they sent you a friend request and then they took it back because they were like, I shouldn't talk to you. They got a moment of weakness. They're like, I want to talk to you, but I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to talk. So she's trying to backpedal. And I think that set that boundary and back off. You are going to have a better friend for it. If she values you, she's going to make some changes. If she has some life experiences, she's going to make some changes. And sometime you'll get back together. But you're doing a disservice to yourself and a disservice to your friend by not letting her face the consequences of this relationship that she's lost. She has to face those consequences in order for something to change or else you're still going to do this for the rest of your lives. You're going to be fighting, you're going to make up, you're going to kiss, you're going to break up. You're just going to keep doing it. Put that boundary up now and then go back and think about what qualifies her to be a best friend to you again. What is it specifically that you can tell her that she needs to do for you that will make you a friend? All right, I hope this helps. Best of luck. All right, let's move on to the next one. All right, this one is, is there something I'm doing wrong? I don't know why, but for as long as I can remember, I never get asked to hang out. I guess you could say I have a good number of quote friends, but to me, they're only acquaintances. People I know because none of them have really got out of their way 
to make an effort to text first, invite me over, ask to hang out, or even care how I'm doing. If they were my quote friends, wouldn't this be a two-way street? I literally am always the one texting people first, making the first move, making the plans. But when someone needs advice, needs me to drive them somewhere, or needs something else, then they all pop up nice and friendly. I just feel so isolated and no one seems to care. I do enjoy my alone time, but honestly, it's getting really under my skin lately. I do a lot of self-reflecting and every day I try to be an even better person than I was yesterday. So honestly, don't think me being, I don't think me being a nasty person is my problem. I do just have bad luck and keep choosing selfish people for friends. Actually, the question is, do I just have bad luck and keep choosing selfish people for friends or is there something I'm doing wrong? I've even mentioned this issue to some, but still no change. Just for once, I love the energy I put into friendships to be reciprocated. Anything helps. Two exclamation points. Two of them. This person with two exclamation points out there because they're like, help. All right. <laughs> help. Um, look, you're not doing anything wrong. Wrong. You know, it's, I, I say that because uh, I don't like to quantify right and wrong. It just makes things difficult to navigate or to look at objectively because you want to be objective about your behavior and you want to look at the results of what you get and say, well, does this serve me or does it not serve me? Does this work for me? Does it not work for me? Am I getting what I want or am I not getting what I want? Those just those two things. Because when you bring good and bad in there, you start shaming, you start feeling shame about something that you've done. And we don't need that. We don't need that stuff at all. So you're wrong? No, not at all. I didn't say though. You're doing a lot of things that aren't serving you. There's something in there that's happening that you're doing. I imagine that you said that you're you're a person who does a lot of self-reflection and introspection. So with that, you're probably thinking that you, mm, I think that you are, are demonstrating that you're the one who's well put together, who can weather the storm, who can handle all the things. You're the doorway in earthquakes. You're the thing that, kills, that keeps standing when everything else is shaken and fallen down. You're the rock. You're the person that they hang on to, the person that plans everything. You just let their brains go on autopilot because you've got it. I imagine that you reach out and you plan and you put things together because you enjoy it. I think you enjoy doing that thing and you would like that to be reciprocated. Now you said that you mentioned it, but I wonder how much of it did you mention? Did you say something that is along the lines of what this post is? Like, if you're telling your friends that you want to be more supportive, then specifically, what can they do for you to feel more support, to do something that's more supportive for you? You have to be able to lay that out. So be like, hey, Jordan, I 
want you to listen to me when I have a shoulder to cry on. Hey, Michelle, I want you to pay for gas and you know pay for an Uber for me to go somewhere the next time we plan something together. If I do the planning, you provide the transportation or something like that. I think that if you had asked your friends for something specific, they may respond to you in a surprising way. They may give you something that you want. Are you ready though to receive that? You seem like you're a person who does a lot of things and is used to a lot of pressure, is used to a lot of, of uh, taking care of people. And though that you may wanna be taken care of, it does not feel natural to you. It doesn't, it probably doesn't feel natural. Somebody comes to you and says, no worries, I'll take care of everything. I'm gonna plan everything this time. I bet you would shit yourself. You would be upset. I think you'd be upset about that. You'd be like, this is my role. This is the thing I do. Even though you really want to break from it, this is the thing that you excel at. This is the thing that your friends look to you for. This is the value you provide for your, your friend group. And it seems lopsided and it doesn't seem genuine and it doesn't leave you feeling connected because it's a thing you do and not a person you are for your friends. You wanna be more of a person you are for them. You wanna be a person who is open with them and who shares with them. That's what makes your connection genuine. You're not as good as the things you can do for them. That never works. It doesn't work in your relationship. You feel drained, you feel empty, you feel alone. I recommend that you try Deep breath. This is all familiar stuff to me. Um, just be conscious of this feeling that you have about letting people do things for you. Try asking your friends to do something small and specific for you and tell them how important it is for, you, for them to do it for you. Just ask them to do something small and specific. Don't say, just be there for me. I need you to be there for me. I keep using that example, but don't say that because it's not, it's not specific enough. I need you to wash the dishes for me because I'm tired. You don't even have to say because I'm tired. I would appreciate it if you washed the dishes for me. Specific and small. So your friends might not come over to wash the dishes, but I hope you get the idea. And there's another piece to it. Also this feeling of, you know, you're the go-to person, you're the doorway that's always standing after the, the earthquake. You have to be able to bend a little bit and you have to be able to let them do for you. I imagine that if I asked your friends, they would say something like, you do all the work all the time and you seem so good at it and you're so cheery about it. Like, I don't even know how I can support you. You didn't even let me. I bet they would say something like that. And if that's not true, then let me know. But uh, if that is true, then take an effort to let yourself be taken care of and also ask them to do something specific. All right, I hope this helps. Best of luck. I think you're going to have some great friends in your hands once you get through this. All right, let's move on to the next one. 
All right, friend avoiding new significant other, question mark. So, me and some other friends have a Dungeons and Dragons group. Man, Reddit is so nerdy. <laughs> I love it. So, me and some friends have a Dungeons and Dragons group, but sometimes things get canceled, so we just play card games or board games. I asked the dungeon master once, who is someone I'm typically closer with, if at some point I can invite my partner, we are a new couple, and they said no, because they don't want it to be about couples. But there's two couples, four out of seven people, already in the dungeon, and the dungeon master is one of them. Okay, whatever. Then there's two game nights where I ask if I could bring my partner, and both times they say no. Maybe next time. And in the beginning, wait, I'm beginning to wonder if this is someone who is genuinely happy that I'm happy or if it's a friendship founded on not how we feel but solely on how they feel. It has been keeping me angry for weeks. Oh, wow. All right, so they piss you off. They're being unfair, unreasonable. Of course, you're gonna be angry at that. There's couples here and you're saying that I you have your girlfriend here or you have your partner here and I can't bring my partner? What you talking about? This doesn't make any sense. And games are canceled because we don't have enough people? What are you, this doesn't make any sense. And of course, you are losing your shit because they're not being honest with you about something. They're not being truthful. There's something there that they're hiding from you. I don't know what it is. Now, you said avoiding a significant other. That was the title of it. So is there something about your partner that your friend group just doesn't like? Have they expressed this to you before that brings that up? Because, you know, we can see that there are couples there. Clearly, it's not about the couple thing. It's about some dynamic that's happening with you and your your partner and the dungeon master and perhaps everyone else there because maybe everyone feels that way as well. Who knows? I don't know. But I think that there's some information that you're missing. Obviously, it doesn't make sense that it's about couples. The guy could have come up with a better lie, okay? He could have come up with something better, but that was a terrible lie. Um, I think the best thing to do is to handle the situation pretty delicately. You don't want to get angry and flip over some tables, you know, be mad because because you you can't have your way. You don't want to demonstrate how hurt you are in a manner that they cannot receive. So you flip over a table, you start screaming and yelling, you're angry for weeks, this is gonna pop, boom. You don't want it to be a nuclear explosion that just destroys your relationship. You want to be a more precise about what you do with your feelings. So you're angry. Great. And you know why? Because they're not being honest with you. Well, there's specific behaviors that you can point out. And I find that pointing out behaviors is a really great way to help people understand your side of it. So, what I gather is that you're angry, you should tell them that I'm angry 
because you keep saying that I can't bring my partner over, but you also, you and other people have a partners over here. I don't think that's true, that you just don't want partners here. I think that you don't like my partner. I just want to know if that's true. If it's true, then you, the writer, you, the person who wrote this, you're telling them you're creating a safe space for them to share with you whatever they're afraid to tell you, whatever they're not telling you, you're creating that foundation. And if they tell you that they don't like your partner, don't blow up. Don't. Take a deep breath. I know sometimes they get on my nerves too. You can be that. You can take that response and go with it. You want to be careful. I, I suggest that you be very careful about um, navigating this if you want to keep your friendship nice and close. Significant others, they, I know, they mess with your head and you get one of them next to you and you're with them and, and then your friendships fall apart. <laughs> I can't even tell you what happens inside of that whole situation. I just know I've seen it a couple times. Like I would get booed up and my friends, I would have none. <laughs> I would just, would just, and it always happens. It always happens with my other friends too. They would just like get in relationships and disappear. And they would stay gone until we broke up. What? That sucks. But I'm just saying, I'm pointing that out because the the chemical reaction that you have with someone that you care for is can be intense and if you bring in sex with that it's, it takes it to a whole nother level so you want to be conscious of that fact that you may get out of character and explode if they say that they don't like your partner you want to maintain that safe space you're going to do real damage to your relationship if you say, hey, buddy, hey, I just need to know how you feel. What's going on here? And then they tell you and you punch them in the face. That's fucked up. They're never going to trust you again. Never. So this situation is very delicate because you want to be your friend. You want to be a friend and you're caught in between a person that you really care for and a person that you want to hang out with. So get the truth, create a safe space so that you can get the truth and then deal with the truth there. Maybe try to understand why that they're not a good fit. Maybe try and see their point of view from it because it's as, as much as you contribute to the space, it's not just about you. It's about their feelings too. And clearly they're afraid to tell you something. So create that space where you're not scary so that they can come tell you things. And then so you can get the right information to handle. So you find out something about your partner, maybe you can talk to your partner about it. This annoys everybody, stop doing it. You know, tell them, talk to them, have a conversation. But sulking with it is only going to cause your friendship to dissolve to dissolve even more. All right, I hope this helps. Best of luck to you. The next one is, hmm. Do your friends genuinely make you feel good? You're in control of your life. 
I grabbed this one and it is not a question, but it is a tip that someone posted. And this is fantastic for us to just remember. So I'm gonna read it here. This is just a tip of advice for anyone out there needing it. You are not obligated to continue in a friendship if it's not suiting you. No matter how long it's gone on, weeks, months, your whole life. In 2020, I said my goodbyes to four friends. I loved them and I appreciated our time together, but my life was being filtered through them. My choices, my opinions, the way I dress, my romantic relationship, boundaries were blurry and weirdly, and disrespect was only getting easier and easier to express. Expectations grew high and unmet. It's okay to pick yourself up. It's okay to get closer to the person you wanna be, even if that means losing some people. I have never felt more free. I dress the way I want. I post what I want. Nothing in my life is up for debate or criticism from outside people anymore. And almost especially since then, I've met some really cool people who align with my thoughts, action, style, and respect my boundaries. You're not a bad person either if you say goodbye to some friends. It's just a circle of life. I hope your friendships are kind, respectful, and boundary respecting. If not, fix it or let it go. You are in control. Platonic relationships aren't an exception when we talk about toxic or draining. Peace and love. Peace and love. That is beautiful, isn't it? That's what friendships are all about. That's what I've been saying. That is it in a nutshell. Essentially, you wanna make sure that you become your own person because you're going to meet people who are like you. You're gonna meet people who wanna be with you, who are going to respect you as soon as you put up those boundaries. As soon as you become the person you are, you're gonna be a lot less miserable if you step out of this zone of being stuck with people who make you feel bad or you feel bad around. When you get away from that and you truly express who you are, you're gonna attract people who do the same. And it's gonna be wonderful. It really will be. So I hope that works for anyone out there. I hope that you really take those words to heart and listen to what that person has posted because it's all true, you'll find out. All right, that was the last one. We made it. Oh, I really enjoyed answering these questions. Thank you, Redditors, for posting. Without you, I wouldn't have any questions to answer. Thank you for putting them out there because, hey, we're not alone in this. All these things are familiar instances and relationships that we've had. And so you've shared with other people, you've shared with us, and now we know we're less alone. We feel less alone with it. So thank you again. Um, my name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm here on YouTube, Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I don't know why I keep saying Facebook. I think it's because I'm brainwashed. You know, those things just kind of come up together. Ugh. Not on Facebook, but I am on LinkedIn. <laughs> Believe that. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on other places in social media at Patterns of Possibility. If you wanna ask me a question, if you have some insight for me 
then you can leave a comment here, of course, in YouTube. You can email me at patternsofpossibility at gmail.com or you can go to my Reddit page uh, at Patterns of Possibility. Leave me a question or two there. I will happily answer them for you. I might even answer them here. So thank you so much again for listening. I'll see you next time. Take care.